the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. 21st century investing. Try to get you to max up that 401k and let things do what they will do. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hare from Briefing.com, Chief Market Analyst. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, Rob. I'm doing fine. Thanks. Good to be back with you. Yeah, Happy New Year. Likewise. Um, the year not so happy so far on Wall Street. Uh, should we be worried? Um, I think we should be cognizant of what's taking okay. place, but I think we should be mindful of uh, the fact that while 2015 hasn't gotten off to a banner start, 2014 concluded on just a terrific note. Um, you know, I think in the context of yesterday's sell-off, um, you know, there's a tendency to, to probably read too much into things coming off of a period in which you've had a big run. And I think we need to be mindful that in a nine-session trading span at the end of December, the S&P 500 increased 6.1% from its low on December 16th to its high on December 29th. It's an extraordinary move. Uh, and in my estimation, it was frankly uh, overdone. And I think it had, a, in large part, you know, it flowed off of the FOMC decision and the understanding that the Fed was going to be patient raising interest rates kind of set off that year-end chase, if you will. There was performance chasing in the year-end, and then there was also the seasonality trade that kicked in, and I think things really just got carried away. And what we're seeing right now, or what I think we saw yesterday, was largely just a a reset uh, trade, if you will, where you had more people back at work kind of wringing out some of the speculative excess you saw at the end of 2014, Uh, but being cognizant that there are some genuine economic issues unfolding um, out there that uh, could be more pernicious if they continue. The issues that are out there, which is the biggest one that worries you? Which is the one that probably will blow over the fastest? Well, the thing that that worries me uh, is, is what's going on in the industrial commodities, namely oil and copper, um, it, it you know, has been billed as being a, a clear-cut positive for, for economic activity that oil prices and gas prices have come down. I'm, I don't deny that. I think it will certainly be a benefit for consumers and certainly for those businesses that use you know, oil as an input in the cost of their production and, so, uh, and their services. But by the same token... When you see a major industrial commodity like oil crash over 50% in roughly six months, uh, it's got to raise your your eyebrows. Um, And to me, it suggests that the risk is there that you might have some latent uh, financial or economic risk embedded in that sharp drop. Um, I don't know if that's going to come to fruition, but it's certainly worrying to me because you just don't see things uh, collapse like that unless there's some bigger issues at hand. 
Um, but there's been no support whatsoever for oil prices yet. And the continued strength in the dollar, which is um, being driven in large part by the, by the weakness abroad in the Eurozone, the slowdown in China, um, uh, is, is just exacerbating that, that pullback. And so um, just need to be watchful of that. But um, I don't think that it's so much just a clear-cut supply issue uh, as it is also developing into a, a demand issue as well that's weighing on those prices. Ten-year Treasury pulls under 2% today. On one hand, it's great. Corporate America could borrow at incredibly cheap levels. You and I could get mortgages at incredibly cheap levels. But it's also a, a fear indicator that money's flowing into our treasuries as a source of safety for we always pay our debts. Ten-year Treasury, what's your commentary on that today? I think you touched on it, Rob. I think it is, uh, you know, a lot of people like to look at the what's the, called the VIX index, the CBOE volatility index, as a, uh, as a fear gauge. But I think one of the bigger tells um, in terms of the fears that are out there or certainly, you know, the concerns about what's taking place is the Treasury market. Um, and the drop in the 10-year yield below 2%, um, you know, despite all the talk about how the U.S. economy is the place to be, um, is, I think, a reflection of the concerns that we might be falling into a, a prolonged period of, you know, disinflation uh, and, and potentially uh, a period of deflation in the Eurozone economy. Um, and so you've got just this flight to quality into the U.S. Treasuries, and it certainly is for, say, for uh, European investors, uh, as they look at the interest rate differentials and see the weakness in their currency, it becomes almost a magnetic force for them to bring capital to the United States because they'll benefit from the dual effect of higher rates here with the translation effect as they move profits back home eventually, So, assuming they do so with the currency remaining weak. But uh, there's a lot of forces in play here. You could even also posit that uh, after so many <clears throat> uh, good years for the stock market, um, you know, that there's potentially, you know, pension funds out there that are looking to protect some of those gains. And so when you hear about these concerns about deflation taking root in the Eurozone and, and the, the real weirdness, if you will, of oil collapsing the way that it has, um, you know, I, they may understandably be seeking to protect those gains and looking for a, you know, that return uh, of capital uh, opportunity that the Treasury market affords them in the meantime. So a um, lot of stuff going on right now, but, you know, the flattening in the yield curve is certainly uh, something to keep uh, watch over um, because, it, if nothing else, I mean, the, the continued interest in the back end of the curve does suggest that there's no uh, real undue concern about inflation getting out of hand. Uh, and you're going to see inflation expectations probably continue to come down as oil prices continue to drop. And what that ultimately means, though, uh, is that the Federal Reserve, with its dual mandate of price stability and you know maximum employment, uh, will have the uh, the flexibility of the opening, if you will, to maintain the interest rate, the Fed funds rate at the zero bound. Um, and I think they're going to be uh, cognizant as well of you know moving too soon and would probably rather err on the side of caution given uh, what they're seeing develop broad and what's going on in the treasury market right now. In your opening, uh, your page one opening comments this morning, you brought up that two things aren't working, and I found that kind of interesting. Yesterday was the utilities, which benefit in theory to a 
you know, a yield play. When interest rates go lower, people still say, hey, let, let's go to the utilities. But that's not working right now. The Dow Jones transport average, even with lower gas prices, record gas lows and, you know, the oil falling under 50, that's not working. Is this just a market that, that needs to sell off everything? Parts, you know, get, get a little bit of a, not a reset, but maybe, maybe a reset in some sectors. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I really think it is. I mean, I think that that rally we saw at the end of the year was, was you know, just almost silly, the way that it uh, it took off in that two-week period of time. And the main beneficiaries, or two of the main beneficiaries during that period of time were the utility sector. I think the utility sector was up every, I think it was up something like 10 or 12% in the fourth quarter. Um, and it, it gained close to 8% alone in that, Nine session trading, a uh, nine nine session trading period. I talked about, you know, it it, it just was overdone. Um, you know, they are attractive yield plays, obviously, but um, um, but you know, investors moving into that area need to be aware that uh, you know, valuations can get stretched to to a point where the correction that may ultimately follow will you know eat up all of that you know added income that you might see. Uh, if uh, if you're not just playing it for income, but in any event, yeah, I do think that you just have some really overbought areas. Um, the the it's well known, you know, that transports are going to benefit from the drop in, in fuel prices, uh, and that was reflected in the run up they had in the fourth quarter. It's not a not a new piece of news, if you will. So I think it's just some understandable profit taking after a very big run that got uh, priced in. Uh, you know, very favorably uh, at the end of the year. Okay. Speaking with um, briefing.com, um, as we always do, talk to Patrick O'Hare Tuesdays at 7.30. Well, that's our time, not your time. Um, is there anything that you're working on as far as pieces that, you know, may give us some perspective into market conditions lying ahead? Yeah, well, you know, the one thing that, you know, everyone keeps forgetting to talk about, it seems like, uh for the last several years, <laughs> uh, given all of the macro focus, is earnings, right? Um, you know, okay. earnings continue to go up, and what I'm going to be working on is a uh, is an earnings preview for the fourth quarter reports that we're going to start hearing uh, come uh, mid-January, basically. And uh, you've seen estimates come down. They're still looking for about 5% earnings growth in the fourth quarter for the S&P 500, uh, but you've seen a really sharp revision, obviously, to um, – earnings estimates in the energy sector, and that's been the main drag on the, the earnings estimate overall for the S&P 500. But, so we'll be working on that, and certainly we'll be calling attention to the idea that you're likely to hear a whole lot from these companies reporting about uh, currency issues, uh, certainly for the multinational companies. Um, I think that'll be a major theme there, along with, uh, obviously, the impact of lower commodity prices, for better or worse. So something to be on the lookout for. I'll have that posted to the big picture column on briefing.com on Friday this week. I look forward to reading it. As always, thank you very much. Start of the New Year's off to a good start. Patrick O'Hare, he's got great columns that you could catch up on. Everything's archived. There's lessons to be learned in this better than buying an investing book, per se. You can learn more at briefing.com. It's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst. You can find out more about me at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Got an event coming up um, on preservation retirement planning in Palo Alto. You can learn more about that at robblack.com.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.